What's going on? No ceilings family. Switching it up, doing a little something, keeping the basketball momentum going, flying high off the 2023 NBA draft to bring you the first ever No Ceilings 2023 NBA draft free or NBA free agency show. Um, Going to get crazy in about 15 minutes, Rucker. This is an exciting time for basketball fans. Are we going to see fireworks today? Yeah, I, I think everyone's got to be buckled up. We're going to get some absolute chaos especially with like the new cba which shout out to the league for providing all the cap gurus with the new cba like 48 hours before right. madness so um you gotta pour one out for those guys i'm sure they've had plenty of espresso shots over the last couple of days um i think we're gonna get a lot of fireworks yeah coffee there you go mm-hmm. never never too much coffee i think we're gonna get a lot of fireworks Corey. i think we're gonna get some eye-opening trades signs a mm. little bit of everything mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's always funny with free agency because i feel like some people always hype up like there could be some some shocking moves but this year it, the hype has been off the rails so I, I feel like i'm prepared for just absolute madness how about you yeah uh i'm excited um i, I feel like because of like covid the last few years i feel like free agency has started at a different time every year like whether midnight 3 p.m 6 p.m it's it's crazy i'm excited uh and and we've already gotten some you know early news with some of these extensions um i figure we started out with my chicago bulls uh nikola vucevic extends with chicago for three years 60 million as an impartial uh basketball aficionado um what did you think of the vucevic uh extension i feel like there was a lot of like moans and groans about it but it it makes a lot of sense if you're looking at it from just like a a salary perspective i feel like getting someone like vooch back for you know 20 million a year if you want to put it that way obviously they might have structured it where it's a little heavier in the front or in the back end but i mean i wanted to hear your thoughts about Mm -hmm. vooch coming back to the bulls you're the chicago bulls fan i i just think as fans we get caught up a lot on the salary and this is a piece that if Chicago down the road wants to move it, they're going to be able to, cause he's going to be at a, a good number, especially with all the CBA stuff. And I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's really important for everyone to realize like there is going to be some, some definite eye opening moves because of teams trying to navigate the future with the cap. Yeah. Well, first off, like I get it. I, I think we're conditioned as fans to see these numbers in like three years, 20 million a piece. And go, oh my God, 20 million is so much for Nikola Vucevic because like 10 years ago, LeBron was making, you know, like less than 20 million a year. Right, right. Right. And now we see that and we still, part of us, I feel like still thinks that like 20 million is a lot. And don't get me wrong. 20 million is a lot like in life. Like, yeah. you, you know, like he's, he can go and enjoy himself forever. But when it comes to like building a team, like 20 million is like, a pretty good deal for like your potential third option. Like, I think he's making 18 and a half the first year of uh, his deal. And I think it's 20 million the second year, 21 and a half the third year. That first year, he's probably making like 13, 14% of the salary cap. And, you know, by the, by the time that last year occurs, like, 
I mean, I think that's when potentially like the new TV deal or the new streaming rights deal, whatever that ends up being is going to actually take place. And then who knows what that percentage actually looks like. I, I, I think like when you put in perspective, like 20 million versus like what's Dame set to make, you know, off his extension, like 60, oh 65 yeah. million a year. Like, I think it starts you could start being a little bit more comfortable. Now, I, I think for Chicago fans, if you want to go, well, I guess we pick the direction of the team this year. Like we're just treading water, you know, running it back. And obviously the Bulls aren't a championship contender. And if you're looking to take that next step, I get the frustration. But like if you're the Bulls front office and you're not ready to rebuild, hit the reset right away, you need like assets like a, a good team will want Vooch at the deadline, you know, it, whether this year, next year, by the time like Vooch isn't like a super athlete. So it's not like he's going to like see some crazy steady decline. The bulls were top five in defense last year. So it, it's not like he's hurting the defense based on, you know, the style and scheme that they play. Um, I, I just think he's really solid. I think it's a fair deal. Maybe you could argue that they weren't bidding against anybody else. And I think that that's fair, but I, you know, you and I, we've had the opportunity to go behind the scenes a little bit with some of this stuff. And like, there's a lot of politics involved in the NBA and you know, like you can't just try to undermine undercut your players all the time. You want to build goodwill with agents, with players and make yourself a destination. Um, So I'm completely fine with it. And, you know, I, I think that ownership typically struggles to want to spend money beyond you know, we're right up until that luxury tax bill. And I think, you know, th- that'll be interesting to see. Um, they definitely need to make some moves on the periphery and really nail those like minor, maybe like MLE, you know, vet men guys, like they need some shooters in a, in a real way. But ultimately, as far as the Vucevic deal goes, if you're just grading it on, you know, a one-to-one, I, I, I think it's, uh, I, I like it. I, I, I you know, I, I mean, I want the Bulls to blow it up personally, but this year is also not the year for that. So build value up and um, get some more assets for these guys. And, you know, you could be patient with this stuff. Yeah, it's all about keeping an asset. I, I really do believe like I don't want it to sound negative, but I feel like this was a deal of like, OK, let's kick the can down the road a little bit longer where. I feel like Chicago is still in a position where they're trying to see what's going on with this team. Um, You know, obviously Lonzo Ball, the injury just sucks. Um, But like. I'm excited about their their roster this year because like we're gonna see in, in Vegas Dalen Terry. I'm thinking yeah. be a top breakout candidate in his second year. So there's been plenty of buzz about Levine. Maybe he's going out of town, but if he does, like you still have Vooch as a as an asset down the road where he's going to be affordable. And, and like you said, like some of these deals always just shock all of us with how much these guys are getting paid. But it's kind of one of these points where you see like Bradley Beal is going to have a a year where he's making almost 50 million. You know, Dame's got that crazy contract too. It's like the numbers going up 20 million. Like you said, is not 20 million like it was before. So I think you're getting Vooch uh, on a good deal. It also, you have to weigh into the point of like, okay, if they weren't keeping him, what's out there for them to get like, yeah. Like what's the alternative? Like Porzingis gets traded to the Celtics. He's going to be probably getting an extension over 30 a year. And, um, you know, I, I just think Vooch, you know what you have, you kick the can down a little bit longer, see what develops with this team. And 
worst case scenario, you have a really good trade asset that you can intrigue a contender with um, around the deadline, like you said. Like I, a lot of people were really negative about it, and I was like, well, what direction are the Bulls going to go in right now? It's not like they're going to make four trades and you know be a contender. Like you just got to stay smart, stay steady, and see what happens with the rest of the offseason. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in full agreement there. And um, again, he's a good player, and I think ultimately there's going to be teams who are going to look his way uh, at the trade deadline. And who knows? Maybe you know the Bulls nail some other free agent signings, or like Dale and Terry, Kobe White take a, a step in their development. They get some good point guard play, and you know the Bulls have a a little bit of a better season. Um, all right, uh, before you know we hit that uh, six o'clock madness. Um, Vucevic was not the only extension that took place. Harrison Barnes also extended in Sacramento for 354 when it felt like a lot of people felt that, uh, you know, the Kings were gearing up to make maybe a more exciting move and they were going to maybe go in a different direction. So what did you think of the Barnes deal as far as money goes and, and what it says about Sacramento this season? I, I thought Barnes was going to be on the way out. I was a little shocked when they kind of re-sign him right going into it. But I also get it for a team that just had rapid success. And now you're trying to kind of almost bring everyone back. And you know what you have with Harrison Barnes. And if he's a good locker room piece, like pay to keep that around. You, another guy where it's like, okay, you have him in. If you want to move him down the road, you can. But Sacramento, I feel like they had all the success last year. They were one of the pleasant surprises of the NBA. I think they're trending in the right direction in a hurry. And you know what you have with Barnes. I think, Another guy that's going to probably have a big summer league is, is Keegan Murray. We'll see how much he actually plays. But it's funny when the rosters got announced, a lot of Kings fans were like, what? Why is Keegan on the roster? And it's like, you need these guys to play a little bit. Like you want them to go out and drop 30, feel great about themselves. And then you could be like, okay, let's shut it down. But um, I think Keegan's going to have a big, big second year. So we'll see where that's at with, with Harrison in the mix. But just a smart player that I think is going to fit and makes a lot of sense to keep him around. Um, did, did you like it, Corey, or did you think yeah. it was a little pricey or makes I mean, sense? look, th- these guys know what's out there, who's interested in before the six o'clock deadline, right? It's not like these guys are showing up to people's houses right now, you know, for the first time and selling them on coming to the Kings. They know. And if you're a franchise like the Kings, where it is a hard sell to get guys to actually commit to real money, um, you can't just lose a guy like Harrison Barnes. You like you you want to have a guy like this in your organization that plays a position where there's going to be a market for him. Like he again, three fifty four is a, a a really nice deal. And I think as these contracts continue to increase in value, you're going to need these mid sized deals to just make money work at a certain point. You know what I mean? Like you might say that a, a guy is worth 12 million, but if you're throwing guys in for the next superstar deal who asks out, you're going to have a real problem getting to match that money up. You're going to need some, some deals that are, you know, uh, are a little pricier than maybe you think they are. But again, I don't think it's pricey. I think he plays that, that four spot, um, it, you know, stretch four wing. Like it, that's a, a position that they're going to be able to get 
something out of if they want to move on from him because Keegan does take that next step and fills that four spot, right? Like this is a guy who is going to be a trade asset at that contract. And he's also going to help your team in the interim until you decide that you want to move on from. But uh, I, I love guys like Harrison Barnes. You need these vets. You know, it's not like the Kings now have this prolonged history of success. They very easily could backslide in that second year where now teams are coming after them, right? Like you need, stability and i think that harrison barnes is one of those guys who gives them that it's always funny to see in harrison barnes highlights with halliburton i'm sure plenty of kings fans are like <laughs> okay come on can we change that but i, I think monty mcnair has done an unbelievable job since he arrived there like i think he he's what he was executive of the year last year but i think you got to like i, I he's been one of my favorite front office guys in the league because i think every move he's made has been fantastic it's smart it's calculated he took a big swing with that sabonis trade it's paid off um and he's been patient with like developing this young talent you know davion mitchell i think's gonna have another big year i think he's gonna take that next step i just really really like the direction the kings are going i think mcnair's put them in a position where it's not going to be a one-year fluke i think they're going to keep contending and being a, a really solid team in that Western Conference. And I think Harrison's just, you know what you have. Stay with it. Stay consistent. Um, there you go. A little Woj bomb. See, we were getting shout, yeah. out to everyone, shout out to everyone in the chat already joining us. They're very worried. They're like, are you guys going to be following Woj and Shams? And I was like, come on, ask us serious questions. Of course <laughs> we are. So, um, gosh, nothing better than a little Woj bomb about salary cap numbers. <laughs> I really yeah. want to give all those guys hugs this, this time of the year. Well, and and this goes to what we were saying, just breaking down the Vooch extension and Harrison Barden's extension. Like the the salary cap is one hundred and thirty six million for this year. So it, you know, if you're looking at uh, you know, the Harrison Barnes contract, um, at eighteen million, he's making thirteen percent of the cap. That is an, a completely reasonable number for any team to take on going forward, and it's actually you know, something that I think teams are actually going to want to, um, pursue. So, uh, we're getting close Rucker. I think we're less than a minute before, you know, notifications start going crazy. Um, Woj giving us a, Woj giving us a little tease with the salary cap info. But again, I think this is important going forward because, you know, teams have been making moves based on the cap, uh, the apron, the second apron, um, and that mid-level exception at 12.4, that's also going to be another important number as, you know, some of these, you know, mid-tier guys look to sign at, at it around that. So, you know, once these tweets start rolling in and I, I think they're uh, about to start rolling in, you know, any second now, um, as we're officially hitting six o'clock Eastern, now we I, wait, now, <laughs> now, refresh. Now, refresh. Now, now we refresh, we wait and, uh, We'll break down some stuff in real time. I think that we're going to have a, um, uh, uh, we're just going to break stuff down. We're not going to try to, you know, overwhelm you guys with information and break down every single thing. We're actually going to spend a couple of minutes, um, breaking down each, um, offer deal presented, give our opinion on that. Um, but once again, thank you for everybody for spending your time with us here uh, in the chat, it seems as though Shams and Woj are doing that thing where remember, like some some guys got in trouble because they broke at it exactly six yes. o'clock, right? So now we have to have the the play the little game where it's like they're not actually having these tweets in the draft. 
you know, they they're, they have to get the text first and then craft them. So we got to wait a minute or two before uh, we get it. And here we go. We have our first um, shams for our first shams bomb here. Uh, let's get it up on the screen. It is Draymond Green. Um, on a four-year, $100 million contract to return to the Golden State Warriors with a player option in year four. Wow. That seems four. about right. That is incredibly reasonable. Yeah, that seems about right. And overpay. I love comments. I'm so glad you got some <laughs> comments up. There's nothing better than the vicious comments right away. Um, that seems about right number. I think the player option is very important for year four. Um, I could see Draymond being done by year four. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just feel like he's he's at a point where he's probably like, okay, that's my last contract. It would have been the shock of the world if Draymond went somewhere else. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that man's leaving Golden State, especially with Jordan Poole out of the picture. But um, I love that that's the first one. That's I, just great. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... I do think that with Draymond, there was like depending on the deal, and I think this is fair for him. Again, you know, it seems big, twenty five million a year, but just based on that salary cap number that that we got, like it's totally reasonable. Especially because towards the end of that deal, then it's going to continue to raise, so he'll be even less percentage of the cap. Um, but there was some like Ben Wallace on the Bulls potential. Yep, with Draymond, um, I think so. Uh, I, I mean, incredibly fair deal. Um, and I think it's one that the Warriors needed. The, I, the front office has, I think, done a really good job showing that they're serious about taking this year serious. Yeah. Shout out Mike Dunleavy. Um, they've done a good, he's done a very, very good job to start out his promotion. I've been a very huge fan of what Dunleavy's done fast. I think he hit a home run with the draft hall of Brandon Pajemski and, TJD is going to be, oh gosh, he's going to be such a fun <laughs> fit for that team. Like absolutely perfect. So um, another two guys I'm really pumped to see at summer league, but I think Draymond just, you're paying Draymond for more than what he does on the court. And he's still an impactful force. I think this team's going to have a very big bounce back year. Obviously the Chris Paul, you know, acquisition is going to get plenty of buzz and attention, but I think, they made that trade that that locker room is going to be foaming at the mouth this year. I, I think everyone's going to be on page and I just Draymond is such an important piece like of that team. Um, I heard a story once where he's like, Draymond's a, a guy that, you know, you're playing in February in Utah on the road and he's screaming at everyone to get him pumped up for a game. Like he just, the, the locker room stuff really adds up. And I think, He's the heart and soul of that team. Um, I know Steph's great. I know Clay's great. But I think Draymond's the the mentality you want. And yeah. Obviously, he's had his encore antics, but um, I love the guy. I think he's great. You need a Draymond. Every Everyone team, needs a Draymond. Every team needs a crazy guy. Yes. Uh, you need a wild card, and sometimes it's going to be the type of thing that maybe hurts you a little bit. Uh, and other times, it's going to be a thing that, you know, pushes you forward. So... Um, again, like, uh, is there a better mentor for TJD than Draymond? No, as far as play style and and just being a good vet. Um, I, I mean, uh, it's you know, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Um, the funny thing about Draymond being kind of a madman on the court is, uh, when I worked when I worked for the Warriors, like I met Draymond, and he's the funniest, nicest guy ever. 
So it's just funny, like meeting that and seeing that. And then all of a sudden you see him on the court and he's just literally a Tasmanian devil. And I, I love it, but um, I'm happy he stayed there. I'm happy he's probably, he's most likely going to end his career in golden state and see that number up in the rafters one day. All right. We are next. Uh, we got a Woj bomb. Um, we have a two-year, $32 million contract for Karis Levert to stay with Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, we're firing up, too. We got we got Haynes, Shams. How do we feel about Levert? I mean... Year, that's probably good value, but I just feel like Levert's always the guy that I wanted to take the next step. Yeah, I I think he's a fine asset at this contract. Um but the Cleveland team's a little weird this year, huh? They they just need like a true 3. Did I see Mitchell someone said Mitchell said he's not going to sign an extension right now or something? I don't know. That There's so sense. much buzz and just craziness all over. I I I've just excited about that team they were a powerhouse in the first half of last year i was just like gosh cleveland is fun um (laughs) but i don't know we'll see i'm just intrigued to see what kind of direction they go this year i hope it doesn't get ugly i I, the garland rumors are weird uh a lot of rumors a lot of (laughs) (laughs) the garland the garland one definitely caught me a little bit by surprise um because why would why is he the guy that you're looking to trade? <laughs> like Darius Garland rocks, <laughs> you know, like doesn't cause any issues, gets better every year. Unbelievable shooter, crazy, like great playmaker. That one definitely threw me for a loop. Corey, I got a little bit of a shams bomb for you for your Chicago Bulls. All right, hit me. Kobe White has agreed to a three-year, $33 million deal to return to the Chicago Bulls. Sources tell the athletic. Mm. Um, all right. Oh, we, I, I, we got a lot. We got a lot going yeah, on. We're, they're, 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 they're starting to roll in. They're starting to roll in for sure. Um, Bear with Kobe, us, chat. We're, we're, we're just trying to give everyone a little analysis. So. Yeah, we're giving we're giving people some shine here. We're, we're not trying to... Uh, we also got Kuzma. Um Oh gosh, we got a Kuzma bomb. So I, I feel like, bomb, baby. yeah, I feel like we got to hit Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit bigger than the yes. Kobe White news. Whoa, which that I, is a big one. Yeah, which uh, the Kobe White completely fair. He got a lot better. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't think that the Wizards were gonna make like moves where they're like, hey, we might compete this year. Yeah, that's definitely a uh, eye opener. I like so, it for Kuzma. Good for him. He got paid. So four four years, a hundred and two million dollar deal to return to the Washington Wizards. Man, that all makes right. me but it, okay. You can't lose your assets. That's no, what this I agree. tells me. I agree. That's what this tells me. That that's what we're looking at. Uh, look, Kuzma's worth that money. Oh, for sure. I think he's worth it. He, I mean, he just showed it. I'm just trying to figure out that roster was ugly with Bradley Beal. They have wings galore. I'm still not selling any Denny Avdia stock. No, especially now. 
Jordan Poole's in there. Kuvali, not giving up on Johnny Davis. I don't care what anyone says. I, I like that. Seems like a young or a new front office saying, "Let's keep a consistent asset in house." Like we know what we're gonna get from Kuzma. He's gonna be a, a piece for us. It's just a lot of still a lot of names on that roster. Like Corey Kispert, still you know, is he on? Is no, he's not a free agent. No, no. Sorry, guys. No. My head's spinning. This is how I process things. I just talk it all out, and Woj bomb season just drives wow. me crazy. Woj and Shams, our first, our first Woj Shams war here, because Woj is reporting that Kobe White has agreed to a three-year, forty million dollar deal. Shams reports three-year, thirty-three million dollar deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Just you know. Still waiting for the drop and dimes bombs to come in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what uh, are we yes, thinking here? Chat, sorry, Drew Eubanks signed with the Sun, so they apparently still have money. I don't know where it's coming from, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Corey. No, what? Who? Who are we to trust in times like these? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Where's the Bruce? That, thank you. That is a good one, Chris. Where's the Bruce Brown stuff? <laughs> Tired of hearing that he was just going to sign immediately. All right, chat. Uh, if your team Woj, throw a throw a Woj in the chat. If your team Shams, throw a, a Shams in the chat. Who do we trust? Or are we thinking this is a a three years forty with incentives? Man, I don't know. <sighs> Albert's in the chat. Albert's saying. Bruce Brown's going to the Pacers. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I like Alex. I just unfortunately only trust like three names this time of year. And Chris <laughs> Haynes had a, a rough one with the Kyrie meeting. Gosh, if the Kyrie meeting happens, I'm just going to laugh my butt off. <laughs> I Trilly's a good one too. Power Sports Power Hour. Gosh, what a, what a username. What a username. Um... Haynes bomb DeAndre Jordan back to the nuggets. Everyone was on the edge of their seat with that one. So we got some clarity about it. We were looking, uh, into the kidnapping emoji war with, uh, DeAndre Jordan this whole time. That would have been a good meme to put up there. Josh Akoji is going, Akoji is back with the Suns, And then Torian Prince is going to the Lakers. That's actually a pretty good deal for the Lakers. We're, what are you so excited about right now, Corey? Like, what's the name you're you're looking for? Besides, I'm looking at Harden. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the trade stuff. I'm looking at the trade rumors. Um, I'm wondering how long this drags on. <laughs> like, uh, if you know James Harden was, I don't know. Uh, on any other team besides the Sixers, I think maybe this is something that moves quickly, but the Sixers are not going to move quickly if we learned anything from Ben Simmons. They're not giving him away unless, you know, uh, Daryl Morey decides that there is somebody worth moving on from. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, but I'm interested in seeing how it goes. Woj, free agent, Kieta 
Bates Diop has agreed to a two-year $5 million deal with the Phoenix Suns. Shout out to Woj for saying that he has the chance to earn a starting forward spot on the Suns. (laughs) Every Suns, it's going to be so funny to see these Suns like reports come in because they literally just have to try to find something cheap. Um, Yeah. I look, I like, I like Kata Bates job. Like I, I thought he was an interesting uh, prospect. I loved him as a prospect. I thought he was going to be a bucket. Yeah. I still think there's something there. Um, but I also like, if you're going, if you're trying to win a championship. I don't know if he's a starting caliber guy in a rotation right now. I agree. I agree. I mean, what other moves do you think the Suns can make? I mean, all the rumors and stuff, I'm like, no, that's not happening. Like, someone's like, oh, yeah, Harden, you know, Suns. I was like, no, stop. Like, come on. (laughs) You're playing 2K and you turned off the salary cap. Like, knock it off. Um, I don't know. The the Phoenix, we saw how talented they were last year when healthy, but, like, you get to the playoffs, and this is what I always come back to, is, like, you have to have more than five guys. You have to have, like, an eight-man rotation that you can lean on, you know, someone's cold you need a guy to come on off the bench and have their moment where it's like oh like i thought terrence ross might have been that for them last year and um or not terrence ross i'm all over the place anyways um i just think you got to get some some consistent contributors in that rotation and they need to find just an unbelievable value free agent like javon carter i saw was a rumor that the Suns were trying to get him. The Timberwolves were. And I was like, son, I don't know if you can afford him. But yeah, that's when all that fancy CBA, mid-level taxpayer, all that stuff comes into the picture. So I don't know. Are you buying the Suns, Corey, with Beal? I, I just don't think that they have enough on the periphery. And I think you really need guys to step up on the periphery. I mean, do I buy that they have enough scoring? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an unbelievable trio. But you need guys who are going to play a role. Um, Beal, I think that he's a big game player. He just hasn't been in a big game for a while. But, you know, he's not going to be any kind of defensive stopper. Um, KD is a little bit older. Every, you know, he's he's fragile. If one of those guys goes down, how much do they have around them? You know, it's like, it feels like an old, you know, th- this like, Miami Heat big three way of thinking. We'll just find the three most talented guys and hope that we could fill you know the role players around like the the Kata Bates job signing. Um, but I think the league is just too talented to rely on that. Um, so I think they're going to have to get really creative and maybe get lucky even um, because you know it's it's looking bleak out there. I mean, uh, another one year deal to the Suns. Damian Lee has agreed to a one-year deal with the Phoenix Suns. Like, you know, these are fine, but are they playoff rotation guys? No, you're 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 filling out the roster right now. And Phoenix is actually being smart where it's like, go get I don't mean this as an insult, but like go get the the bottom feeders of a free agency and be realistic and try to get guys latched on early. They're gonna get some veterans that are like, hey, I don't need eight mil a year. I just wanna be competing for a title 
call it ring chasers if you want, but you, you just, you're going to get that because of how much appeal they have and living in Phoenix is, doesn't suck um, from personal experience. So sure. Yeah. Um, just in the summer, but I, I understand it. Now we're just at the point where it's like, okay, let's get some big fish stuff out here. But I, to go back to the Harden thing, I think there's no chance it's going to happen right away. I'd be so shocked. Um, Maury's not that guy. Maury is a let's pay patient and someone's going to up that ante. He's a poker table guy that just keeps checking, keeps waiting for that big, that big purse. Um, and it's also fun with us going to summer league. Cause I feel like a lot of big stuff happens at summer league. So yeah. Very excited. Uh, anybody in the chat going to summer league? Yeah. Come let us know. Say, say what hi. up. Come find us. We're around. Um, all right. So to run through some of the deals that have been reported so far from Woj, Shams, Haynes, um, Damian Lee to the Phoenix Suns, two-year deal with a player option. Kata Bates Jop, two-year deal, $5 million with the Phoenix Suns. Kobe White, three years, 40. Casey Johnson um, has confirmed it's three years, 40. Keith Smith says that there's $7 million worth of incentives on that deal. Kyle Kuzma, four years, one hundred and two million to return to the Washington Wizards. Um Torin Prince, uh, a one year four and a half million dollar deal to the Lakers, which is an interesting signing for them. Um I think that's a good cheap uh move on uh for them. Uh let's see, Drew Eubanks, two year deal with the Suns. They're they're being aggressive with their role players. Uh Karis Levert, uh new two year deal Okay, and Woj, well, let's see. The Bruce Brown news has dropped. Ah. Two-year, $45 million deal with the Indiana Pacers. That's a good one, Indiana. Gosh, they're just wild. really smart. They're being really smart. I like what Indiana... So now Indiana's going to... Oh, my gosh, that meme is amazing. Um, Indiana's going to have versatility galore. With this roster, um, Miles Turner, Jarris Walker, Bruce Brown, Halliburton, Ben Shepard, Matherin. Woo! It's getting fun. I wish they would just get someone to bite for Buddy Heald. That's all <laughs> I want is just, I don't know. Yeah, but even so, like they might have the defensive guys now like to actually make Buddy like a real worthwhile you know contributor you know what i mean yeah um well i mean talk about this from from denver's side how much does this hurt denver it was so weird going into last year's free agency because i was like why is no one going out to get bruce brown like what's going on like this seems like a perfect piece for so many contenders um and then bruce kind of bet on himself with denver and I swear when it happened, I was like, this is going to be the move of the offseason. We're all going to be talking about like Denver absolutely stole him. It's tough to replace versatility. It's tough to replace a guy that can just really do a lot of stuff on the court. And, you know, that team, that roster has been fantastic. They just are going to gel so well together. But I do think this is going to be a really big piece to miss. Now, you're you're obviously banking on Christian Brown's going to take that next step. I think he will. You're hoping that, you know, one of the – draft picks from this year can step up like Julian Strother, but 
someone's going to have to step up on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and we saw how great Brown was with that team, especially in the playoffs. So I, I definitely think it's, it's going to be a impactful loss. Uh, what about you? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, look, I, I, I don't want to like, I also don't want to overrate a guy like Bruce Brown's impact. Um, because I think he was tremendous for what they did, but there were also moments where, you know, he wasn't playing big minutes in the playoffs. I think the playoffs guys like him, it's very matchup dependent. Um, but on a short deal, you know, 245, I, I think that's a win-win for him on both sides. You know, it's because it's, you might think, all right, it's a lot for a guy who maybe might not be completely playable in the playoffs, but it's a short deal. So you're not going to kill yourself if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't fit. But I, I do think it's going to fit because Indiana's building a, a team full of guys who, you know, have plus feel and, and are versatile. And um, I think he'll fit like a glove there. But from Denver's perspective, I mean, that's why you draft these older guys who have clear roles out of college because you're going to find yourself in situations like this. And Denver, you know, very specifically targeted guys who are going to be, you know, able to potentially fill uh, some of the the losses that, you know, they're inevitably going to have as guys are trying to get paid every year playing, you know, for a playoffs. Okay, big one. Jeremy Grant. Five-year, $160 million deal to return to the Portland Trailblazers, according to Shams. Hit me. Just wrapping my head around the number. Whoa. Yeah. First of all, Bruce Brown really did get paid. I was and now I'm looking at it like that's a lot of change. But also with these young teams that have all these young guys on it, you got to pay to get to like a certain range. You got to hit that floor. I don't have Indiana's cap numbers ahead of me or in front of me. Whoa, 160 for five for Jeremy Grant. Congratulations, Rich Paul and Clutch. That is a bag. All right, 32 a year. That's what that average is out to. Let me check my math on that one. Carry the six. Yep, that works. Um, <laughs> I couldn't Jeremy. Could have given you any number. <laughs> good for Jeremy. Good for Portland, I guess. I mean, let's talk big picture. Ones. Yeah, go ahead. I, let's talk big picture here. Um, what does that mean for the Blazers? This seems that that's a deal that you are only giving to somebody who, if you're planning on keeping Damian Lillard. Yeah. I don't think you're paying that if you're getting rid of them. Um, it's a very large, very large number. Um, <laughs> Look, he's Jeremy's, a really good player. Jeremy's very, very good player. I think um, over the years, he's showed me that, he keeps taking that next step. He keeps getting better. Um, and I think that was a really good addition for Portland. I think you're paying him because of the versatility that he's brought to that team. I feel like Jeremy's one of those, like if you got him and he's your third guy, you're pretty dang pumped up about it. Right. And there's potential. He could be the third guy. If Shaden Sharp takes that step this year, which I, I yeah. do think he's going to. Um, but now like scoot, 
It's going to have Jeremy around for the future. Shaden Sharp for the future. I love what Portland did in the draft. They're one of my favorite draft halls, like getting Chris Murray's another smart piece. Portland's going to be scrappy, especially if Dame stays around. They're going to be scrappy. Obviously, we haven't even brought up Anthony Simons. I, I don't know. I like it, Corey. I know it's very expensive. It's an eye-opener. People are going to be like, whoa, but still, I think this makes some sense. And if you absolutely love Jeremy, if that organization is just high on him, smart to invest in your guy. Yeah, I. so Portland keeps getting compared to the Warriors as a team that's trying to blend two timelines. And yes, they are, right? Right now, it seems like they're trying to make the, the Dame thing work, and then they get the Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp. Uh, we'll get to that. I, I see your reaction. Uh, and they have the Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp thing going on. So they have the two timelines. But I don't look at it like the Warriors. I look at it more like when the Bulls got Derrick Rose and you added Derrick Rose to the Joe Kim Noah, Luol Dang, Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich team that is was like a borderline playoff caliber team. And then you just inserted his talent. I think it's different like a guy like Scoot who's got two pro seasons under his belt. Shaden Sharp who, who really showed some stuff. A trade asset like Anfordy Simons. Um, I think that you have a real opportunity to actually push for the playoffs now. Like if Scoot is the guy that everybody thinks he could be, that's not the same thing as playing James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga minutes where they're learning on the job. That right. is, this guy is going to be a contributor in year one. By the time year two's around, he's going to be a real guy. And then the third year, he might actually be a superstar. That's the that's the hope. That's the plan. So this seems like a commitment to Dame. They obviously are going to have to continue to make other moves because this is just, you know, running it back. Um, but I I mean, I, if you, you got you kind of have to do it and look. You're going to get a haul for Damian Lillard. And I think guys like Jeremy Grant, while the years are a lot, I didn't expect the five years. I think that. Um, the money is fair now. Let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, that's a big one. That, that one's going to, you know, I, I get it. I really do get it. It's just going to make me in my feelings for a little bit. <sighs> Makes sense. So he actually took less? Ooh, uh, it to seems really like... pull up some numbers, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that that's probably a slight pay decrease. For Porzingis? I think he was getting 30. I think he had a player option for 35. Right. So look, I love Marcus Smart. I absolutely love the guy. I'm really proud that he's going to Memphis. What I don't know if a team could be better for Smart other than the Celtics than the Grizzlies. He's going to be great for that organization. I love Porzingis. If he stays healthy, I absolutely love Porzingis. That offense is getting a serious boost. It's going to get a weapon. You're not making that trade and selling Porzingis on, uh, hey, let's let your player option play out. He's going to be like, no, I'll come there if we're going to get an extension. So makes sense to me. You get him around 30. Like we just talked about Vooch at, at 20. So Porzingis at 30, he had an unbelievable year. If he could stay healthy, he's worth it. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's really Health. what it comes down to, man. Um, I think that it was a necessary move. I think that as a playoff guy, 
getting to have Porzingis as your potential third option who can act as a first option when he gets going. I mean, it's a move that you kind of had to do. The the I don't think the Marcus Smart thing ran its course because I just think good players, like, you don't get rid of them for no reason. You have to actually make a move to change things up in a, a tangible way. Um, I still think they could have competed in a real way with Marcus. Uh, it This just gives them a different look. And when you have a guy like Derek White, who doesn't yep. bring exactly the same things that Marcus Smart brings, but you have that position and those minutes locked down, and now you can shuffle the the cards a little bit easier. Maybe Peyton Pritchard, like I, I like Peyton Pritchard still. I think he's good. Um, you know, maybe he's not going to replace all of it, right? Like he's not going to replace Marcus Smart. But if he can, if Derek White can replace most of those minutes, Peyton Pritchard can actually give you real minutes as a backup. And you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Brogdon. I mean. Injuries are so hard to predict, right? Like, uh, I just think it was a good move. I, I think it's one that they they kind of had to they had to make there. The thing with Smart, and, and I've been a Marcus Smart stand forever, but watching him last year, I was like, I had that feeling. I was like, I, I think this is the off season. If he's going to ever get traded, it's this one because I think he just hit the point where it's like, okay, this is probably the peak of what you're going to get return value. And if you told me like, oh, they're going to get basically poor Zingas and two first for smart. I'd be like, excuse me. Like, what, what do they do? Like highway robbery. Like, I just think that's, you can't pass that up. And Memphis had to pay, overpay a little bit because they needed smart. Like they need smart. They need his mentality and what he can do on the court, especially with Morant going to miss some games. So makes some sense to me. And poor Zingas is going to give that offense an entirely new weapon. Like now things are going to open up a lot more for, for Tatum and Jalen Brown. You're going to help that offense flow so much better. And, you know, seven footer that could step out and hit threes from deep. Obviously Boston's offense loves to jack them up from deep. So I get it. And it, it makes sense to me. I'm fine with it. Just was scared of that number, but not too bad. Um, not too bad at all. Uh, we have a Reggie Jackson. Uh, re-signing to a two-year $10.25 million deal with a player option in the second year to return to the Nuggets, which you know was a move that it felt like they needed to make um, after losing out on Bruce Brown. Uh, maybe he, he has a little bit more of that magic with some minutes opening up that he showed in, in the Clippers. But ultimately, not a... Not an earth-shattering move, just a smart, no, yeah, smart move for a veteran who can handle um, the backup stuff. Troy Brown's going to the Timberwolves. John Kwasinski said they're nearing a deal to get Nikhil Alexander Walker back too. Mm. So keeping him, keeping him in house. I like that. I yeah, I talked with Metcalf on the on the New Ceiling show, and I was like, I kind of like what Conley's been doing. Obviously, everyone's giving him a tough time because of that Gobert trade, but I was like, he's he's made some good moves. I like their draft. I think I get it. I understand the direction he's going in. Also, getting rid of D'Lo's contract for Mike Conley, I think we saw how great that was once he suited up for the Wolves. So, I don't know. He's got a big decision to make. Yes, he does. The elephant in the room is taking some tiptoes. He's tiptoeing around the room. <laughs> I'm convinced that he made that Gobert trade saying, I'm going to get my picks back for Towns one day. If this is he, though? Work out. Is he, though? Is he, though? He's not going to get all of those, but he might get a couple. 
you might get a couple. Uh, I think, are we starting to see the pick thing kind of calm itself down a little bit? Just are the number not? of them you're saying? Yeah, like have a, have a million picks in this deal. Our team's going to kind of be like, hey, let's pump the brakes a little bit on how many picks you're asking for. That's We can't give that up because um, we've seen, you know, thus far has not worked out for the Clippers. Uh, not looking like it's going to be working out for the Timberwolves. The swaps. I think everyone's going to start leaning on the swaps. Like, mm. oh, we don't want to give it up, but we'll just do a swap. Right. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Which is always fun, and I get it, but I, I agree with you. I think... So people made some very aggressive trades with first round picks. And it's like, uh, okay, yeah, time out, time out. We might need to calm down on just five picks or four <laughs> picks. I feel like, uh, I, I feel like, a, like, you know, the big moves are going to happen when we least expect it today. Someone keeps talking about Strews went to the yeah. Cavs, and I haven't seen it, so I'm sorry. I'm looking for it. I've got literally all the tweets up. I, uh, I'm trying Unless to. Unless I get Shams, Haynes, or Woj, I can't talk about it, guys. We have, we have. I know yeah, I just Ev- said Krasinski, but he's the athletic. He's pretty legit. Evan Massey, um, reported the the Strews deal, which, which I, I just don't know enough about. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, Corey Wojbon. I, I saw Javon I saw. Carter, three year deal, 20 million to the Bulls. Ooh. Like that one. Coming home. Who are you getting DM'd? You don't get DMs. Come on. What's going on? Um That's a good one. That's a good one. I think he had a good year. I think Javon needs to all of a sudden get unleashed he'll be good for the bulls um him and kobe white though what are we doing i'm thinking that the javon carter signals the end of the um uh god io no 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 the the uh god i lonzo pat uh pat bev pat bev yeah oh he's a free agent i know yeah yeah they're going a different direction Pat Bev's going to go to the Suns. We all know it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I there's a lot of I've heard the there's rumors about Boston. I would love him. I think he <laughs> Beverly the, I'll give him a credit. He can't shoot, but everywhere he goes, they they play good. Everywhere he goes, they like teams love him, teammates love him. They always play better. I'll take it. Makes some sense. Haynes bomb. Oh, Javon Carter. Come on, Haynes. Be better. Be better. <laughs> Thanks for everyone joining the chat. This is pretty good. Um, yes, Chris. The Dale and Terry minutes all of a sudden they're getting a little getting a little dicey. I did see that regulator. Regulators mount up. Derek White shaved his head. He's completely bald. He bought in. Okay. Really, really <laughs> proud of him. Um, you know, it's uh, tough when your hair is going, but sometimes you just gotta go for it. Him is he mid two to the Suns one year deal? Okay, now everyone came to the show to f- find out where mid two is going to go. So, um, <laughs> talk to me about Javon Carter. I've always loved him. I feel like last year he was finally starting to show, like, oh, 
this is the Javon Carter I was waiting for. He had a couple big games. I think it was even this one against OKC. I like this. I think this is smart for the Bulls. Um, do you know that that is uh, Pierre from Through the Wire's cousin? I do not. Shout out Through the Wire. That's right. Big moves. Friends. Big moves from for the Through the Wire crew. Um, yeah, Haynes is reporting the Javon Carter three-year, nineteen million. Uh, I I mean, look, they clearly this team needs point guard depth that can bring something defensively, knock down open shots, and I think he's become a much better shooter in that regard. They need you. You see what happens to that team when they have that guy um, who can do those things. Whether it was Lonzo, whether it was Pat Bev. So in that regard, I, I think it's a, a, a fair deal. Um, not a ton of money. He's going to be a guy who's always going to have value just based on the intangibles uh, and, and what he brings. So, I mean, let's do it. He's coming home. He's going to be a fan favorite. I think that uh, it's a move that signals again, like the Bulls are picking a lane. <laughs> like they're, this is a, a, a team that a lot of people wanted to blow up. They're not making moves like this to blow things up. To me, this is like they re-sign Kobe White. They extend Vucevic. They sign Javon Carter. Maybe they make another move on the periphery. But this seems like, hey, let's kind of run it back. Javon Carter will be here for the full year. Whereas, you know, they only had Pat Bev um, from the buyout market. I like it. He's a guy who's going to bring energy, you know, play hard-nosed defense. That's what Chicago loves. Um. Jake Fisher commented on a Michael Grange tweet that said Fred Van Vliet is meeting with the Raptors in LA at the start of free agency. There's some optimism that Toronto will be able to keep Van Vliet. Interesting. There you go. There's some, there's some, we're getting a little outside there with the buzz. Also Fisher said the Lakers are targeting Eric Gordon. Obviously everyone's going to try to be getting him. He'd be a good pickup for a vet. A lot of big names still out there that I'm intrigued to see what happens. Yeah. Jeff Goodman just tweeted that this is the most underwhelming start of free agency ever. So <laughs> I'm glad to see Jeff's thinking positive. But I mean, look, a lot of times things are quiet until like the big moves are made and teams that have all the money to spend see that they're out of the race and they got to go to their plan B like Fred Van Vliet, right. big shoe to drop. Um, and he's not going to make a rash decision. He's obviously going to go see where, you know, he can fit in the best and make the most amount of money and then make his decision. Um, but a lot of big numbers being talked about for Fed Van, for uh, Fred Van Vliet. So <laughs> I'm going to be interested to see what he ultimately um, does sign on for. I mean, if if the Struess report is is true, it's a pretty big number for the Cavs. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. You know, Evans probably a, a great guy, but I just I don't believe anything until I see the big dogs report it. But it would it the rumor is it's going to be four years for sixty four million. I'm wait and see mode. There's there's certain profile photos I have to see. In order to it. <laughs> yeah, it's been on the line for a while here, and we're not getting anything from you know any of the the big guns. Uh, but 
shout out to Evan if he if he nails this. A lot yeah. of times, a lot of times the local guys, you know, have their sources within the organization. You know, they can kind of break it. So, um, that's a wait and see. But theoretically, I he's kind of perfect for Cleveland. Yeah, they need it. Playing that three bad. spot. Yeah, they need they need that guy who like coming from the Heat, tough guy, hard nose, really good shooter. Um, I think that would, he'd be really helpful theoretically. So let's uh, let's wait and see on that. But would be a good deal. Everyone in the chat, let us know what names you're you're still waiting to see drop. Obviously, there's some breadcrumbs dropping right now we're still waiting for for the main course some some heavy hitters i don't know if we're going to be getting any hardened news today but um even guys like westbrook i feel like are going to be very patient and see how everything plays out it's always funny with free agency it feels like there's a couple names that you just everyone else is waiting for and everyone's like well like goodman was like oh it's underwhelming it's like yeah because teams are signing guys that are not waiting around to see what happens (laughs) the main guys are like okay we want to see what happens what's the roster gonna look like what other moves are going around trying to navigate here do you like harding if he goes to the clippers do you like that fit a lot yeah (laughs) are you a a harden pro guy i think harden's good (laughs) like i i still think he's really good he opted in it's a 35 million dollar deal like i don't i don't know if the clippers can you know, extend him for four years, 200 million or whatever, you know, the deal would have to be. But I mean, if you're making Harden potential, look, are they giving up Paul George in the deal or are they doing it for, you know, the, the role player platter one Daryl's not going for that. So no, um, I'm guessing it's going to be some kind of three team trade, but if you're playing, Paul George, Kawhi, Harden together. I think that's great. I just don't know how they make that work asset wise because they don't have a ton of picks. And I don't think they want to give up Paul George in the deal and just shuffle the deck. I think you want to keep those three together in some regard. So, but as a basketball guy, like, look, I, I get that Harden has his moments. I thought he was. Overall, pretty good in the playoffs. He just happened to, you know, have a couple of bad games too. I, I mean, you're going to, that's what you're going to expect to get. He plays a certain style for sure, but I feel like the Clippers, like Kawhi, Paul George, like they actually do play that slow, like half court grinded out game and that fits in the playoffs. So I think he could ultimately um, fit in there. And, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of destinations that we could see. Um, See there. All right. We do have some Cavs news from Woj. George Yang, three-year, $26 million deal with the Cavaliers. George knows. <laughs> George knows. He's, he's getting out of town. Um, <laughs> interesting. Three years for 26 isn't bad. That's a good, that's a good depth piece. Cleveland's just got to build out that roster. It's a good deal for sure. I mean, I, they need, they need these role-playing shooters, like these big wingy guys. Um, 
I thought, guys. Yeah, I ahead. thought this was a guy the Bulls were going to really target and try to go after because I think he had like 30 points in a game against them. And, you know, sometimes it feels like front offices will scout the game that the guys killed them in. Uh, so I thought that he was going to be a bull. Um, smart move from Cleveland. I, I do think Cleveland's on the clock with with uh, Mitchell. I, those New York rumors are not going to go away. No, they're not. And they can't get bounced out of the first round. And unfortunately, that Okoro pick was a backbreaker for them. Mitchell has, including this year, he's going to have another year on his contract. And then in 25-26, he has a player option for $37 million. I have a weird feeling he might decline that. Um, so, yeah. The clock is ticking. Oh, my gosh. It's just funny to see all these contracts. Like, he has a 15% trade bonus. Good Lord. All NBA, he can go up to 195. All right. Oh, one of, the, one of the big shoes have dropped. Uh-oh. <laughs> the big one. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I swear he was taking a meeting with the Suns. What happened to the meeting? <laughs> All right. Kyrie Irving assigned a three-year, $126 million deal with the Dallas Mavericks with a player option in the third season per Shams. Um, unfortunately, it seems like both sides had to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, man. Um, what do you think about this for, for Dallas? Um, I don't love it. Okay. As someone who's personally experienced the Kyrie Irving experience, um, I don't know. I, hey, it's tough because I think they had to do it, but it would just make me a little scared if I'm a diehard Mavs fan with Luca there. Um, but also, like, if you are you just gonna let Kyrie walk for nothing? No, no, can't. he's still a dominant force on the court. I think we tried to judge it too quickly of like oh it had to gel right away and it's like okay it might take some time <laughs> i don't know player I, I, the, the third the three year for 126 with a player option the third the player options key for dallas um who knows i don't know I, i'm my head spinning what, what about you they had the to chat do, thanks they they absolutely had to do it i think theoretically they could still figure out the Luca Kyrie thing as far as the basketball fit goes because um, I, I do think that as on the basketball court Kyrie is pretty malleable for what he could offer like he can cook he could play off the ball he could play on the ball he can create like he's a good basketball player when he wants to play basketball and he's on the court so I have no problem um, with the actual fit on the court the problem is what they gave up to get him uh, fundamentally as far as they took away a lot of the defense. So the offense could be great, but where were they going with the defense? Now they addressed that a little bit in the draft, uh, but you also can't really rely on young players to, you know, take you to that next level. Like, I, I don't think that 
either Omax or Lively are going to be ready to play a ton of playoff minutes as rookies, even if they are two good defensive prospects. I think Lively probably has a little bit better of a chance because I think that his role is going to be a little bit more simplified um, for, for what he offers on both sides of the ball. And I really do think he's a special defensive talent. Omax, I'm a little bit cooler on than I think a lot of people were with that move. Um, I Look, I saw him in person when I was scouting uh, at the Big East tournament, and he really pops in a big way as far as, like, this dude is an NBA player. But, like, I think he's pretty raw. And, you know, obviously with Luka having the ball in his hands and Kyrie having the ball in his hands a lot, he's not going to have, like, a lot of on-ball responsibilities necessarily. But, like, I don't think his shot is really at the point where he's going to consistently space the floor. Um, you saw like Josh green, it took him a couple of years to really find his footing and he was awesome last year. So I I definitely think they still need some more defense to make this whole experiment work. But if, and it's a big, if, if Kyrie can just put his head down, play basketball, focus on that, show up and play these games, they at least have some kind of foundation as to where they could find these defensive guys on the periphery. It makes all the sense. And I, I do think this could be Kyrie finally being like, okay, I found, I found a place. This is where I want to stay. I feel like the Mavericks could be good for him. And I think they're going to figure it out, but I'm, I'm with you a little bit on their draft hall. Like it, it was, I really like what they did. I would be cautious if, fans are going to be expecting it to be like, oh, these are going to be year one serious contributors. I think Omax is going to be a little raw too. Like I, I get the intrigue with him, but I think that's a guy that might take a little while to kind of find his way and, and be an effective player consistently. And then Lively, I think is going to be, I think they're going to make it very vanilla for him early on in the season yeah. where it's just like set good screens, rebound, block shots, be a lob threat, which is what they should do. Like don't, don't give him too much right out of the gate and let him develop some confidence. But I, I'm like you. I'd be very shocked if they're in the playoffs and both of those guys are playing legit minutes. And it could, it could happen. Like they could sure. have great years and all of a sudden it's like, okay, we we have to have them in. But I, I don't think you're going to be looking at Lively as like, oh, he's starting early in the year for them. I think no. they're going to try to get some vets around Luca and Kyrie and make a couple more moves and see what, what can happen. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. Uh, we have some more news. Pretty yeah, some some, some big deals. Um, we got a, a nice ex, uh, a nice extension here, or a nice re-signing for the Bucks. Chris Middleton re-signs three years, one hundred and two million um, with Milwaukee. So, and we got a bunch of deals. Joe Ingles to the Magic. It seems like expected to reach an agreement per Haynes. Um, smart move, smart move. They got a lot of young talent there. Get a vet in. Very smart. <laughs> Jakob Pertl to the Raptors, four years, 80 million. And Cam Johnson uh, has agreed on a four year, $108 million deal to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Good so for Cam. Let's, we just got a, a whole bunch of stuff all at once. All right. Chris Middleton, three years, 102 million. Um, what are we thinking about that deal for Milwaukee? With a player option, um, smart. Obviously, I was going to be very shocked if he went anywhere. I feel like that might even 
there was rumors he was going to try to take a little friendly deal. That might even be a nice little number for, for both sides. Yeah. I like it. I think it's good for Milwaukee's going to scare the crap out of me as an Eastern conference fan. I, I think they're going to be pissed off and foaming at the mouse. You know, they got bounced early last year, but it was like Giannis looked like he broke his back. So I think they're going to be pretty, pretty uh, focused on trying to make a little run, get back into the top of the East. I like Middleton. I've always liked Middleton. I think he's always underrated. He's such a, a scary opponent to go against if you're a fan in the playoffs because Middleton has those games where he's just like unstoppable. And you're like, oh yeah. gosh, it's the Chris Middleton game. So I, I, I think it makes some sense. Um, what about you? Yeah, I love it. Um, you, When you have Giannis, like you got to keep guys together. Uh Middleton, I think, was getting healthier towards the end of the year. Um, and he just has the game that's made for the playoffs when things slow, you know, start to really slow down. Um, he just has that calm, cool, collected game. And uh, I think as long as Giannis is on your team, your team is going to have a chance to compete for championships. Uh, and you need guys who have been there, right? Like continuity, it might be boring. You know, when we're doing like uh, a free agency show, we're talking about it on podcast, um, but it it matters in a big way when uh, you know you're looking at it from a team building perspective. Um, all right, Cam Johnson resigns with the Nets four years, a uh, hundred and eight million. How are you feeling? What are your feelings about Cam Johnson to the Nets? I really, really like what Brooklyn's doing. I, I think it was obviously tough that they went all in to try to chase for a title. But then it's almost like they got fantastic value in return with all these moves. Like, Mikel Bridges looks like he's going to be the guy. I'm so excited to see what he does with a full offseason of just different mentality of like, oh, I'm not going to be the third guy in Phoenix. Like, this is my first offseason where I'm going to be the guy. The yeah. teams are going to target me. So I wonder if he's going to, you know, bulk up a little bit so he can deal with the punishment of being the focus every night. But I, I love their draft because I think it's a really smart calculated look to down the road of just like, we're getting these youthful pieces and Noah Clowney and Dariq Whitehead. Let's be patient. Let's let them develop. Let's, let's get Dariq healthy. And then I was like, you know, everyone thought Cam was going to leave, but I was like, I think Brooklyn might just work to keep him. Like, obviously you have the chemistry with him and Michael. I think Cam's a very good piece to have on a team that you're kind of trying to build the right direction. And another guy too, that like, I don't want it to sound bad, but kind of out of the shadows from Phoenix where now he can let his game develop and potentially take it to another level. So Brooklyn's got two good pieces. Now they got bridges and, and Johnson to kind of, go to war with next year. I, I just like the direction they're going. Yeah. I'll go to some Nets games next year. Yeah. About time, you know, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I love bridges. I like cam Johnson cam, you know, he's definitely, I think a, the type of guy that could seamlessly fit in as like a third option, but you're giving him probably reps as more of like a second option with this deal. And when they finally do get that second option or first option, if Mikhail slides into being that second option, uh, he'll have that experience of playing with that expanded role. And that'll help out in the long run, fair deal money wise. Um, and, 
look, shooting's at a premium, so it's not like his value is going to decrease. You're getting him for the prime of his career. He was a guy that was a little bit older coming out of the draft. It was a, a much maligned pick at the time, but he's proven that when you got a strap like that, like there's always going to be uh, teams interested in you, and and you're always going to be able to bring value. And uh, I mean, I don't think this Nets team is, you know, <laughs> getting uh, any closer to competing for a championship with this move, but I do think they're at least fun. Uh, I, I think if you're a big believer in like the preseason Derek Whitehead hype, you can sell yourself that you got, you know, a crazy uh, talent on, on the cheap, having him fall that far. And, uh, that'll be like your young rebuild type thing. But I think it's a really good deal for cam. And the I, yeah, absolutely. It's a great deal for both parties. I I'm just, I think they're doing it the right way. Nick Claxton took a huge step. They're, they're building some pieces back up. It's just going to take some time, but I like them keeping Cam around because I think it's just keep getting smart pieces. Hopefully, Michael takes that next step to be a legit star. And then you kind of regroup. Like, it, as fans, we get frustrated with teams rebuilding because we're like, speed it up, you know, swing for the fences. But like, you also have to kind of adjust on the fly of like, what type of team are you building? What type of identity do you have? So I think they're, they're playing it smart where it's like, okay. We got a shooter in Cam Johnson. We got a, a potential go-to option in Michael Bridges. We got a nasty defensive big man that, you know, hopefully they're trying to beef it up inside and get some size. Yeah. And now uh, we're back to the waiting. Oh, per- we talk about Pirtle to the Raptors. Yeah, um, Pirtle. Because I think that's actually a, you know, uh, an important deal. Um, four years, 80 million. So it's a pretty, pretty large investment in Pirtle four years, 20 million a year. Um, what did Pirtle they, have last year? I need to see his numbers. They just love Pirtle. <laughs> they did. Pirtle's good, man. Good defender. Yeah. Really good pick and roll guy. Um, in 25 I, games for them, he averaged 13 and nine. I, again, no, this, this kind of, to me, this signifies like, a we're still trying to compete. And obviously they traded for him, which means you give up an asset, which, you know, you don't want to lose that for nothing. They knew the situation going in. Um, although I guess maybe they weren't necessarily expecting the CBA uh, to be what it is. But now the Fred Van Vliet coming, you know, maybe returning makes a little sense, right? You, maybe you think you get your shooter with Grady Dick in the draft. Um, and... You give Pirtle a bag, you give Van Vliet a bag, run it back, see what you can do. Maybe you feel like you have a Miami Heat type run in you um, if Scotty takes that next step. I'm still believing that they're going to make another run at it. I feel like Toronto had the year of like, oh, they they overachieved the previous year. They thought last year they were going to take a huge step forward. They didn't, but I wouldn't like rule out that Toronto kind of bounces back this year. I think Scotty is going to take that step. Like he's, I'm the most excited to see Scotty Barnes this year. I think he's going to have a huge year. Siakam, I feel like he, he even came out mm. and he's like, I'm not signing an extension anywhere I go. And I was like, that's a very good way to just diminish all trade value. So I was <laughs> like, and then I don't, we'll see what happens with OG, but I like the gritty dick pick, especially if you're keeping the pieces together. Because that's like, okay, we got a shooter. Now we got some floor spacing that we could come in and make things simple. Um, 
but it does. It, uh, you're right, Corey. It, it does signify that they're probably looking towards like we're not blowing this up. We're going to keep going. This makes it interesting if they somehow bring back Van Vliet, mm-hmm. in which maybe that's why that gritty dick picture. <laughs> The gritty dick pick. There you go. I was even trying to get away from dick pick, and then all of a sudden, oh, we're having fun here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It makes more sense now with that. That was a rare moment for YouTube history. Everyone's. I hope you enjoyed that in the chat. Um, but I like it if if they can bring back Van Vliet, and it's not you know giving him way too many years. It makes a lot of sense. Then this roster all of a sudden has some more intrigue, has some depth. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, want to appreciate, you know, I appreciate everybody rocking with us. That's watching live, um, here in the chat, make sure that you give us a like, um, and hit us up in the comments with anything. We got Chris Janky says, are you guys surprised Cam Johnson got more money than Kyle Kuzma? I'm not. No, I'm not. I think I believe in cam johnson's role being a little bit more malleable just because of his shooting um i think kuzma's probably a little bit of a safer bet health wise like i feel like he's been more durable um but i i kind of like what cam johnson brings and at, at 108 over four versus 100 over four i think pretty negligible as far as the the difference there um I think Cam's not reached his ceiling. I think he's going to have another couple levels to unlock now with more consistent minutes. Yeah. Um, All right. We got free agent guard Trey Jones has agreed to a two-year $20 million deal with the Spurs. Good for Trey. That's a good number for a second-round pick. That's a good number. Trey's good. Yeah. Trey's a good player. They're going to do something. Oh, oh, the Austin Reeves. I want to figure out where Austin Reeves is going to happen. There is like some buzz that they're like, oh, the Lakers are going to match, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, prove it. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> uh, they, I mean, they, they have to match. They have to. Yeah, they have to match that. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering what the holdup is. is. Is a team planning an offer sheet? Are the Lakers just trying because in order to get the most amount of money, he like he's he can't just resign with the Lakers. He has to go get the offer sheet in order to get the money for the Lakers to match. Right. So, what is the team that is going to give Austin the offer sheet? I'm still wondering if it could be the Spurs because Sp- the Spurs got to spend some money. I think mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. like one of those teams where they got to spend some money. So I'm wondering if they even try to price it where they're like, we're going to be aggressive to try to get it so that the Lakers got to sweat trying to match this. But I also could just see the Lakers matching whatever. I think they're going to match, but what what's the team? Houston's got money. San Antonio's got money. There's a good you, tweet from Josh Averly said 97 free agents claimed Houston was a viable destination for them. 95 of them are off the board in an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Houston. Houston clearly seems like they're waiting for Van Vliet to. Gosh, Van Vliet. I, I, I understand money talks, but that's a very ballsy move if Van Vliet goes to Houston. Just to be like, okay, I'll be the locker room guy. 
I mean, <laughs> he might that might not be why he goes. You go to Houston in that case. Um, although I think Van Fleet's a family guy, so yeah. Uh, look, the Rockets are interesting to me because of the draft that they had. Yes, they are. And look, Amen is going to get, I think, all of the opportunity in the world for that team. If you sign Van Vliet, I guess you're putting Amen as the starting three in that scenario, which will be interesting to see because that's one of the concerns we had is what is he going to do if he's not on the ball all the time? But I'm wondering what free agency means for Cam Whitmore. Because it's a lot easier to like as an organization to put all of your resources into making sure that guy hits uh, when they're the fourth pick in the draft versus when they're the 20th pick in the draft and the opportunity cost isn't nearly as much. Now, I think they're going to put try their best to put Cam in positions to succeed. But, you know, you, you, you sign an Austin Reeves, you sign a Fred Van Vliet, and all of a sudden things are a little bit more crowded and you know, it's uh things get dicey. Yeah. I mean, it, it, all the rumors where they're like, Oh, we're going to get Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. And I was like, those you're paying then probably for starters. Like where's, where's the other minutes going? That roster just has like so many pieces on it. Like I know that I know Houston hasn't taken that next step, but they just have a ton of talent. So I'm like, okay, well, are you striving to be good? Or are you just striving to get players that are going to help shift the mentality, which I understand why Dylan Brooks would be so enticing for Houston, because although he was just all over the place with grit, with the Grizzlies, he still would be a tone setting presence with a very young team that kind of needs that alpha mentality in it. Like Udoka is going to have that locker room, the ears perked up right away because that's just the type of coach he is. But like getting Van Vliet, I'm all, all of a sudden going to be like, okay, well, what are you doing with the men? Because I would be giving a men just right out of the gate. I'd be like, you're playing. We're going to figure this out. You're going to, you got to get reps. I still think Jalen Green's going to have a very good year. I I'm think a big, Jabari Smith's going to have a very good year. Here's where I'm at with Jalen Green. Why do we keep doing this? What are you where talking like, about? I, I'd love to hear why. Is this the Jalen Green hour? Welcome Jaylen, everyone to Jaylen. the Jalen Green hour. Great. <laughs> I love this. Until we get this a bomb. Is, here's my Jalen Green rant. Okay. Why are we acting like this kind of player can't succeed isn't a winner because he goes to a terrible rebuilding team with no winning kind of players, all youth. And we're acting like this is who he's going to be his whole career. We've already done this song and dance. We did it with Devin Booker. We did it with Anthony Edwards. We did it with Zach Levine. Uh, Zach Levine maybe hasn't won as many games as he would like throughout this, you know, part of his career, but I don't think through much fault of his own. Once these guys get good players around them, you start going, oh, they actually are viable players that could take your team to a certain level. It all depends on the fit and what your organization does. Jalen Green, do not sell your stock. This kid is unbelievably talented. Um, and I think he's the type of worker that is going to continue to want to get better and better and better. Uh, I think 
Udoka is a terrific coach for him. I think he'll respond to that kind of coaching. And I, I, I just don't understand why we have to just shit on a, a young player like this because he's not, you know, playing in an all NBA level his second year in the league. Like there, this dude's career is going to be so long and he's going to have so many opportunities to get better and be put in positions to win. It's just early. So we, we got to calm down, pump the brakes a little bit on not acting like this dude doesn't have an opportunity to continue to grow and get better and contribute to winning. I completely agree. I, I talked to a buddy of mine who remember when the ignite with Jalen green and Kaminga, they were having those scrimmages and like scouts couldn't go. He, he actually coached in those scrimmages and he called me like after the first day and was like, I thought he was just going to be, raving about Jalen Green. He just like, oh, Kaminga's a monster. He, he's something special. Someone's going to be patient with him. And then I was like, well, t- what about Jalen Green? And he goes, the kid's a stud. He's going to be an absolute <laughs> machine at the NBA level. It's just, when does he figure it out? And I mean, like his second year, he just turned 21 in February. His second year in the league, he averaged 22 a game. Obviously, Houston is just incredibly raw with their, you know, timeline. But like I'm like you, like absolute monster. Let's give him some time to figure it out. I mean, I'm not trying to compare him to this guy, but like Kobe averaged 19 a game in his third year. Like his second year, he was at 15. Like it takes time with some of these young guys, especially when you're trying to be the the go-to offensive force for a team and and be that guy. Like it takes a while to figure it out. And I think Jalen's going to be a monster. I, I just think we got to pump the brakes and let him find his we groove have, we have to find the, the fit and the roster and the construction around him yes Play, playing look kevin porter jr really talented not the type of point guard i want next to jalen green uh i mean this is a team that the the whole entire discourse about them was how much of like a disaster organizationally things have been like that doesn't just fall on a 21 year old kid in his second year in the league that's a top down type of thing and that's why you hire Ime, so he yes. can potentially fix that. Um, and look, I don't think it's going to turn around right away. You know, maybe if they sign Fred Van Vliet and maybe some other vets or whatever, and and to to help that out. But like, even the Celtics when they went to the finals, was that a fun team to watch the first half of the year? No, that they were horrendous. They were not good. <laughs> like it's it horrendous. It, it, I think you know this. We see the the final version where you know they were competing with the warriors in the finals um and we we look at Ime and and his style and we go oh, this is great it's going to be great for them but i think it's going to be a process cuz they're younger and less mature in their in basketball years than those celtics teams were who were who were still young like those guys still are young and learning so but they were vets already at least it's going to be you know i think even more of a learning curve for this young team to learn how to play the right way and be professionals every single night. But these are guys that I think are worthwhile investing in, in Shangun, Jabari, Jalen, uh, Amen, Cam. And now it's just fitting pieces around them in a real tangible way. It's really tough to be patient as fans. And, 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 you know, we have at no ceilings, everyone has their own team that they root for that we grew up rooting for, but we always are now paying attention to every team because we're rooting for all these guys to have success. But like, I am not worried about Jalen green at all. 
like no. not whatsoever. I think he's going to figure it out. I think he's going to be a stud, but like I've talked to NBA execs before I've talked to GMs and they're like three years. I, everyone waits three years to reevaluate the, the progress of a talent. And if you're looking at it from a year by year basis, like Jalen green is on the right path. Now it's just, this is where you get that next leap. Like this is, I believe Cade Cunningham's going to be a monster this year for Detroit. I think Jalen Green's going to take that next step to where maybe he's putting up 25 a game more efficiently. Like Houston's goal this year, and I don't want to like upset Rockets fans, but like if they're picking 10th next year in the draft, they should be very pumped because that's a humongous leap forward for that team. Like, well, I, Oklahoma City will be picking for them in that oh, scenario. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? <laughs> like, yeah, record-wise, record wise. Yeah. like, they just need to get to that point, and it's not happening overnight. Like, you want this – the goal this year is that Jalen Green takes that step, and it's like, Jalen Green's the franchise piece we thought he was going to be. And they all take these strides. Jabari takes another step where he's like, okay, there's number two. Shane Goon has a great year. They have so much talent on that roster. Just let it – get a little bit more time. And I understand like at some point you do need to add some vets. You do need to get some strategic pieces around to kind of help that roster and, and that locker room. So if they go get Dylan Brooks or, or Van Vliet, it makes some sense to me. Yeah. Look, you got to season it a little bit. Yep. Right. You got to let it cook. You got to let it marinate. And then eventually you're going to have a meal. Um. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's going to do it for our, uh, our free agency show. Thank you for rocking with us throughout, um, you know, the early portion of free agency. I think that it's going to be a minute before some of the other, you know, shoes start to drop here, but, uh, make sure that you stay locked into the no ceilings crew. We're going to summer league. We'll be there in Vegas live. So if you're going to be in Vegas, come find us, say what's up. Um, and we're going to be filming a lot of fun content out in Vegas Rucker. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thanks for everyone joining us in the chat. It's been a, it's been a fun little hour and a half and um we'll keep the content coming. Vegas is going to be awesome. If anyone's going, come say hi. We don't we don't bite, I promise. No, not at all. Really exciting. Uh we're going to get to see Wemby, Brandon Miller, Scoot, I mean all those guys. It's going to be really fun. Um it's going to be hot and I'm ready for it. Stay locked in. Make sure, if you haven't yet, that you're subscribed to the No Ceilings YouTube channel. Make sure you're following us on the road to 10,000 followers on Twitter. We might hit it today. If you're not following us on Twitter, follow us at No Ceilings NBA. Make sure you subscribe to NoCeilingsNBA.com. We're going to be writing all kinds of stuff uh, throughout the summer. And then we're back at it full-blown to cover the 2022, 2024 NBA draft uh, in October, five days a week. But until then... Thank you for rocking with us. Make sure you smash that like button before we dip out of here. And uh, we're out. Peace.